for this incredible night that you've given us. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be in your presence, to be here, to worship you, to give everything to you, Father God. I ask that at this very moment, Lord, you touch our hearts, you mold us, Father God. You allow us to hear from you, from your presence, from everything that you want to do, Father. And I pray at this moment, Lord, that everything I speak be directly from you, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this blessing, Lord. Bless every single person in this place, Father God. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so what I want to talk about today is perfect timing, God's perfect timing. Sometimes it feels uh, like when we pray that God's not answering our prayers. Sometimes it feels like, God, like, you know, I'm praying for this for my family. I'm praying for this for myself, for my school uh, and stuff like that. But then it doesn't seem like God's answering. It seems like God's staying quiet and he's not answering our, our, our petitions, our prayers. And we're just sitting there like, okay, God, you know, I've been praying for this for a whole week. Where are you? What's going on? And there's no yes, there's no no. It's just like a wait. Just wait. And so we keep praying, we keep praying, but it it starts to get annoying personally sometimes where we're like, God, but I've been asking for this. I, I really need help in this area. I really need something to happen right now, but nothing is going on. And so we think God is ignoring us. We think God is just pushing us off to the side. But in reality, God is working perfectly in his time. We think that we want something right now, but God's saying, you're not ready for it. You're asking for this right now, but your heart's not prepared. You have to get ready for it. You have to get ready for what I'm about to do in you. And so we need to keep being faithful and seeking God. We need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock. Because when we do those things, God is going to open up the blessings. God is going to open up the things that he has for us. And the crazy thing about this, if we were to look at Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Something interesting about this verse is that people love to quote it, but they only like to quote the beginning. Where it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good. And so immediately when you hear that, that God causes us to work everything together for the good, you immediately think, okay, God's going to work everything out all the time. But what you don't remember, what you don't realize is that God works together everything for the good for those that love God, those who are called according to his purpose. So that doesn't mean that people who are away and apart from God are going to have everything worked out together properly. But for those who love God, those who are called for his purpose are the ones that are going to have everything set in place, not in your time, in his time. And so the things that we pray for, you know, for for God to work in our families, maybe there's something that God still needs to work in you before he makes that change in your family. So before God brings you that relationship, he still needs to mold everything of you because none of y'all should be in a relationship right now at all. You get none of y'all should be in a relationship right now at all because your hearts, first and foremost, need to be aligned with God. Once you love God, once God loves you so tremendously, you're going to learn what it is to be loved by someone. Because once God shows his love, you're going to see that person and be like, bro, you can't love me like that. Why in the world would I give myself to you if God loves me much more than you ever can? And so when we look at it, God's going to work everything together for your good because you love him and because you are called by him. Every single one of you here are called by God. You guys are leaders. You guys may not have the title, but at one, in one way, shape, or form, you guys are leaders, whether at school, in your house, with your friends. You guys have that influence on people. You guys have that influence and you guys have that calling because you've been called by God. 
And God's going to work everything out perfectly. It's not going to be in your timing. So whatever it is that you've been praying for, for God to do something so different, ask God why it's not happening yet. God, I've been praying for this. How come it's not happening? What, what do I need to change in myself? What do I need to work in myself? What, what's going on? Why, why is there this stagnancy? Why is there this, this friction that nothing is happening? Let's continue to ask God and see what he's going to do. But we need to understand that it's in his perfect timing. And in his perfect timing, everything falls into place. So once you give your full heart to God and begin to serve him, to love him, to, to give everything to him, everything around you starts to work out. You start seeing things fall into place, fall into order, and you see the hand of God just move tremendously like never before. But if you notice when you step away from God, things just start to fall apart. When you step away from God, you start to get angry. You start to get upset. The depression comes back in. The anxiety comes back in. And you start thinking like, oh, I'm so frustrated right now. What's going on? Where are you with God? Where is your relationship with God? Have you been praying? Have you been reading your Bible? Have you been seeking him? Or are you just sitting there coming to church and chilling here and listening and not taking anything in? There's something very important for us to, to really look at what God is doing in his timing. When he works everything together for our good, it's for our own good. Sometimes we think that, that we deserve something. Sometimes we think that we, we deserve the blessings. But in reality, what God deserves is our love and our faithfulness. And so right now I actually need one volunteer. Anyone. All right. Go ahead and stand over here. All right. This, this is either going to be work out really good or it's going to be an epic failure. And I hope it's not an epic failure. So I'm going to need you to grab this weight. I'm going to need you. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Right-handed. So your left hand's weaker. All right. So on your left hand, I'm going to need you to hold this like this for as long as you can. All right. Don't lift it up. Don't go like this. Just keep it. Keep it straight and hold it like this. All right. All right. So hold it off to off to the side because this is it's easier to do this than it is to do this one. So all right. Hold it there. Don't bring it down. Don't do anything. So right here, what's going on right now? This is an isometric exercise when it comes to weightlifting. We normally don't do this anymore because it's pointless. Because there's tension. Yeah. There's muscle growth, it happens, but we can't measure it. Whereas if it were bicep curls, any concentric, eccentric movement where it's a full range of motion, you get to see the growth. You get to see your biceps grow if you're doing bicep curls for a period of time. Any other movement, same thing, where, where it's growing and it's going, you get to see something. Whereas to this, there's tension. This is burning right now. Is the shoulders burning? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So the shoulder. <laughs> so in this thing, what he's doing right now, he's staying static. He's staying still. He's trying to. He's trying to hold on to something that's keeping him down without growth. They don't move. He's trying to hold. He's trying to. He's trying to hold on to something that is not going to cause growth as it would if he was doing a bicep curl. He's moving, he's moving, he's leaning, he's leaning. It's all good, it's all good, it's all good. It's all good. Someone else can try it too after, but, but this is the thing. Look at what's happening. He's staying, he's staying still. 
He's staying still. If we were to measure this against... Are you good or you want to drop it? You want to drop it? You got five more minutes. Come on. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. So, the whole whole point with that, though, he was staying still. He was holding it, and he wasn't doing anything. It was stagnant. There was tension growing on his shoulder, tension growing on his biceps and his forearm. But there was no growth. But if he was moving a full range of motion, doing bicep curls for a longer period of time, you're going to start to see his biceps grow after a month, two months. You're going to see something different. If he was doing these exercises for two months, you're not, he, his strength was going to increase, but his mass wasn't. He was staying still because he was holding on to something that wasn't moving, something that was holding him back and holding him down. Whereas to something else that makes you move, something else that gives you strength, something else that makes you go from a full range of motion, one place to another, is making you increase in strength, is making you increase in growth. So in God's perfect timing, there's also a perfect time to let go. There's a perfect time for us to let go of the things that we've been holding onto for so long that are holding us back from growing in God. Because what we're doing here when we're like this, even if you were to try this and just without any weight and just hold out your arm, don't punch your neighbor. But if you were to hold out your arm for the entire rest of the night and have this out like this, you're going to start to feel the tension here. You're going to start to feel the tension in your arm. You're going to be like, I can't do this. And you're just growing tension. You're affecting yourself without any growth. Over here, yeah, you're affecting yourself, but there's growth. There's increase. There's something happening so when you, when you hold on to something and you're keeping it there and it doesn't belong there, it's pointless. If you look at anyone that works out, it's very rare that they do these types of exercises anymore. If they do, it's hold it. All right, bring it down. Go get up, hold it, bring it down. But they don't stay doing these types of exercises because, again, it's pointless. So in the same way in our spiritual walk, when we're holding on to something that doesn't matter, a relationship, unforgiveness, anger, depression, anxiety, we're holding on to it and we're causing tension ourselves without any growth. When we drop it, when we let it go, we have relief. We see God come in and be like, okay, that's off. Get it out. You don't need that anymore. So now you can start moving and doing something else and start spiritually growing in what God has for you. So it's the perfect time to start letting go. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14, it says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Verse 13, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. There are things that you guys hold on to that don't matter. You guys are seeking relationships that don't matter, that are not godly relationships, friendships that don't matter. You guys are seeking friendships that want to hold you down, keep you from church, keep you from growing in the presence of God. Why not surround yourself with other believers that are going to push you and elevate you to go somewhere else? That are going to push you and take you to different places in God's kingdom. Instead of holding on to that person because you love them so much, you, you care for them because they mean so much to you, it's time to let them go. What are they doing? Look at your friendships. Look at your relationships. Are they making you go closer to God or are they holding you back? Mm 
And sometimes this goes the same with family. Because there's family members sometimes that will influence you to stay away from God. There's family that will say, no, don't go to church. Come over here. We got to go do this. What are you going to do? Are you going to be obedient to what God is calling you to do or stay stuck having tension in your life or having growth in your life? And, And here with this, what Paul is saying is he's letting go of the past. He doesn't care of everything that happened. Instead, he's looking to what lies ahead. Our biggest price that we're ever going to get is in heaven. We're going to get to be at the ultimate peace where nothing else matters and everything from our past, it's not going to matter what that person talked about us. It's not going to matter who who flipped us off in the street, who did all these things. It's not going to matter. What's going to matter? Everything that we did because God is going to have a place for us in heaven. And then in verse 14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly price. That heavenly price is big. I had the opportunity to run six marathons when I was in middle school and high school. The first year I ever ran a marathon was the most difficult because I was not prepared. I didn't know what to do. I I have no idea why I signed up. But I was that crazy person that said, I'm just going to do it because I want to prove to myself that I could run 26.2 miles. I did it. I walked it. And I finished it. And it was hard. But once I got that medal over my neck, I was like, wow, this was amazing. I am in pain and I love it because I finished. By the time I got to the sixth marathon, the sixth year, I wanted to prove to myself that I could finish faster and that I could do things better. I had the goal of finishing in under six hours and I beat it by 545. So when I finished the marathon in that time, I felt accomplished. I felt like, man, this was great. This was something I wanted to achieve and I did it. And it was all thanks to God. And and I was just so thankful for that because once we receive a prize, once we win something, we're so excited. We're like, oh, this is great. But you have to let go of things. For me, I had to let go of certain habits that I would do before training. I had to let go of habits of eating habits back then when I was in high school. And that was in order for me to train and get ready for the race. So in the same way, in our spiritual, uh, in our spiritual walk with God, there are things that we are going to have to let go in order for us to reach that price with God, in order to reach that place with God. And right now, also, it's also a perfect time to forgive This is probably one of the most difficult things we could do because you're probably saying, you don't understand how that person hurt me. You don't know how much my parents hurt me. You don't know how much my friends backstabbed me. You don't know how much my siblings did this. I felt abandoned. I felt depression. I felt anxiety and I feel overwhelmed. How can I forgive this individual for this? But that's exactly what God wants us to do. It's the perfect time to forgive. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. In Mark eleven twenty-five, it says, But when you are praying, first forgive anyone, anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So anytime we pray, we're supposed to be coming to God and asking God, search my heart and help me forgive those who have wronged me. As difficult as it is, it's something that we have to do. If you were to go on your phone right now and go on your Google machine and start looking for uh, verses about forgiveness, it's going to give you a whole list because forgiveness is that important. If you start holding on to unforgiveness, if you start holding on to the, the anger, the frustration, everything that's been going on in your life, it's going to build up and it's going to mess you up. I remember when I was in elementary and kindergarten, I had a teacher. Man, I didn't like her, Miss Medina. She was the worst. 
Because and nobody in the class liked her because all she would do was yell, all she would do was be angry, get upset over anything we would do. It was the teacher from hell. She really did not like kids, and I didn't understand why she was our teacher. But she was constantly yelling. Every there was no day that she didn't yell. She was yelling because we did something wrong. She was yelling because we made a mess. She was doing all, all everything. And so it got to a point where I don't want to go to school because I, I got tired of hearing her yell, hearing her be upset. And then at one point, we started getting subs. And I was like, okay, cool, this is cool. We get, we get you know, good times with the subs. The subs were very caring. They, they looked over everything. And it was great. And we come to find out that our teacher passed away. It got to the point where she got a tumor in her stomach. And she dealt with this by herself. And we don't know the causes of why that happened then too. Back then I was way too small to even understand anything. But looking back at it now, a lot of the times when we build up our anger, our frustration, our everything that we carry, it can physically attack us. When we get so frustrated, haven't you ever noticed that you start to get a headache? When you get so frustrated, your stomach starts to hurt. You get body aches and you're like, oh, I feel stressed out. Like, like I can't take this anymore. That's because you're allowing stress and anger and unforgiveness to come into your mind and your mind starts to overreact and it starts to push everything out to your system and it starts to tense up. And so can you just imagine holding on to that grudge, holding on to that unforgiveness? Everything that it's building up inside of you, is it worth it? Is it worth your health? Is it worth your walk with God? Or can you actually forgive and allow God to just start changing things, start molding things, start fixing things and getting rid of that anger, getting rid of the unforgiveness, getting rid of the depression, getting rid of the anxiety. Because now is the perfect time to forgive. You guys have been hearing, it's the end times, Jesus is going to come back soon, all this stuff is crazy, COVID 2.0 is coming next year, all these things are happening. But that's how it's supposed to happen. Things are going to continue to fall apart. It's a broken world. And we have to be ready for the things that God has called us to do. And so in order for us to do that, we have to let go of the unnecessary things, the unnecessary baggage, the weight that we've been carrying around that has been holding us stagnant and and, and in a place where there's no growth, in a place that just keeps staying there. And it's time to forgive the people who have wronged us in order for us to reach a higher place. Because if you were to notice when you forgive someone, it's not for them, but it's for you so that you can heal, so that you can be able to move forward and be like, okay, God, I'm here. I got rid of it. I'm here. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm here. And be careful when you say that because when you say to God, I'm here, he's going to be like, all right, bam, here you go. This is what I need you to do. Don't be like, oh, I kind of don't want to do that, but I'm here. Not that, but this? No. God knows exactly what he needs to give you when he needs to give it to you. It's not up to you. It's not up to what you think is best because we don't know what's best. As humans, we do not know what's best. God knows exactly what's best for us. And, and, and tonight, the last thing is this. It's the perfect time to receive. When we let go, when we forgive, and when, and when we release everything that's within us, we're able to receive all the blessings from God. We're able to receive direction. We're able to receive peace. We're able to receive joy because exact, that's exactly what God wants for us he wants an abundant life for us he wants us to prosper he wants us to be successful he wants us to be fulfilled he wants to prosper us we need to get get away from the religious mentality that we need to be poor 
we need to get away from the religious mentality that no this is this is me being humble it's okay no it's not about being humble it's about knowing that god wants to bless you so that you can bless others it's not so that you could become greedy and so that you could keep things for yourself. He wants to bless you so you can go out and reach others and show others, this is the love of God. This is what God is doing in me. I want you to have it too. So when we allow God to, uh, uh, to move in our hearts and allow us to forgive and to let go, now he can let us receive everything that we need. And I want to finish off with Ephesians chapter 4, verses 21 through 32. It's a lot, but it's good. Because in Ephesians 4, 21 to 32, it says this. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let me read that again. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as god through christ has forgiven you there is so much that we can take from this but the ultimate thing it's the perfect time for you guys to receive and in order for you guys to receive you have to release everything that god didn't allow in your heart it's something that you opened the door to and allowed the enemy to come in and take hold of everything that that, that wants to hold you back from god so that depression, that anxiety, that anger, that frustration, the foul and abusive language, the pornography, the things that are, that are holding you down are things that you need to release now. So that God can show you, no, I got better for you. I got something greater. You're looking for love in the wrong places. I got better love for you than anyone could ever give because I'm telling you now, no love in this world is ever going to compare to the love that God is going to give you. Once you learn the true love of God and once you see this is what true love is, everyone else is going to have to meet up to God's standards. So that person that, that tries to talk to you and flirt with you at school or on social media, for what? Are they going to push you to get closer to God? Are they going to push you to know more of God? Or are they, are they pushing you away from God? And this goes the same with friendships. Are they encouraging you to come to, to church? Are they encouraging you to, to worship? Or are they telling you, man, that's weird. You shouldn't be doing that. Why are you going to church? Why are you showing up? Why don't you do something else? Let's go out to eat. Let's go you know, to the movies or something. No, God wants you to receive greater and better things. This world has nothing good to offer, but God has everything to offer. 
And tonight as we close, I want all of us to stand. But I want all of you guys to really be completely honest. Not to me, but be completely honest to God. What is it that is inside of me that needs to be released? What is it that's inside of me that that needs to change? And I know some of you guys have prayers that you've been asking for God to move in your family, move in yourself, move in in what He wants to do. But nothing has happened. And that's completely fine because God is working in perfect time. God is working in perfect time. Don't get upset because God didn't answer you for your prayer that you did last week. Don't get upset because your mom is still yelling at you. Don't get upset because you're still clashing with your siblings. Don't get upset because all of these things are happening. Instead, look at what God is doing in you. Start looking at what God needs to work in you first before you start getting upset at the people around you. Look and see what God wants you to receive. It says to throw off our sinful nature and our former way of life. Throw off everything that doesn't matter. Those weights that you've been carrying around, holding them on the sides that aren't making you grow, you need to release them today. You need to allow God to be able to come in and start to fill you with love, with, with, with passion to seek Him, with peace, with joy. Because the, the ultimate thing about, about this world is that we're only here for a certain period of time. We could drive home today and pass away in a car accident. God forbid that, but we could, that could happen. Are you going to be content with how you lived your life now? Or do you want more of God and do you want to live a life ultimately serving God and saying, God, here I am. And that's the moment for us to say, God, here I am. I'm here to serve you. I want more of you. I want to receive everything that you have for me. And we're going to pray right now. And I just want you guys to be completely honest with God. If you truly want to be that person, that youth, that young adult to, to... be used by God to go places you never imagined, to step into territories that you never thought you would be able to step in. This is the moment for you to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for not being able to forgive this person. Help me to know how to forgive them. And that's one of the prayers that we can do too. It took me a long time to forgive my dad for the things that he did. So every prayer that I did every morning was, God, help me learn how to forgive my dad. Help me learn how to forgive my dad. That was a constant prayer that I would do. And eventually God softened up my heart in order for me to be able to release that anger and be able to be good with my dad. And I don't know where you guys are at right now, if you guys are even dealing with anything like that, or if you guys are are just in your minds and and, and dealing with stuff that, that is causing you to stumble. But this is a moment for you to really see what God has for you. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you comfort. He wants you to make sure to be in right standing with Him so that everyone else around you can see the glory of God. And it's going to overflow. It's going to be something so great. But it's only, it's only going to work if you are willing to receive. So this is a moment that we're going to go into prayer right now. And I really want you guys to ask God, God, search my heart. Search my heart for the places that I don't even know. The things that I'm not even aware of that I'm holding on to that don't matter. And allow him to minister to you. Allow him to be able to speak to you. And to show you. This is what you need to change. This is what I need you to do. 
And once you do that, you're going to be able to see what God has for you. You're going to be able to receive the peace that you've been asking for. And as we pray right now, be completely honest with God. Let Him work in you and let Him mold you. Let Him transform the way that you think. Transform the things that you are doing. Father God, at this moment, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for this time that we get to be in your presence. We thank you, Father, for the work that you are doing in our hearts. At this moment, Father God, I lift up every person in this place, including myself, Lord. I pray, Father God, for every individual in here, Father, that is dealing that is dealing with things, Lord, that are holding them down from being true with you, Lord. I pray, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, that whatever is holding them down be released. Father God, that you bring to their mind, Father, everything that they need to let go of. Every person that they need to forgive. Every individual that's hurt them, Father God, was not sent by you, Father, but by the enemy. And I pray that at this very moment, Lord, that you allow them to see, Father God. Allow them to see the goodness that you have for them. The joy that you have for them. The love that you have for them. That your overwhelming peace surround this atmosphere right now, Father God. That your overwhelming peace come and surround this room right now, Father that we may be able to see your glory. We may be able to see your presence, may feel, Father God, everything that you are doing within us, Lord. Forgive us, Father God, if we have wronged you. Forgive us, Father God, for our sins. Forgive us, Father God, for the things that we've done that have caused us to be apart from you. But at this moment, Lord, help us and allow us to receive everything that you have for us, Lord. We want the blessings, Father God. We want the joy. We want the love, Lord. We want the overwhelming peace. We want to be peacemakers, Father. And I pray right now at this very moment, Father, that you minister to every individual in here, Father God. Work in their hearts, Father, that they may see your true love. That you work in perfect timing, Father. That you work in perfection. That you've called every individual here, Lord, to know more about you. And you've called them, Father God, to be those leaders. I thank you, Father God, for what you are doing. I pray, Father, that you continue to minister, that you continue to work. Be in this place, Father God. Worship him. And allow him to speak to you personally.